Open up your ears and open up your mind They'll reach into your throat and pull out your spine And when the sun blows up and the earth is gone They'll still experience grind with Kyle and Sean <laughs> Yeah, I don't know why I pictured you with the long hair But dude, I was just talking to somebody today it, Dude, can you believe it's already almost May? I literally like. Would, yeah, we, Mandy and I were just talking about that It's pretty insane That's fucking bonkers It feels like it was just Christmas First of all, and it doesn't feel like five months has gone by in this year. It's weird. Like, well, I guess four. I wonder I if it's know. because, like, I know we're still, and I still live like, but we're like coming out of the pandemic phase of COVID. So, like, it was weird because I remember when COVID started, dude, like, time stood still. Like, I felt yeah. like January and February were forever long. <clears throat> Now it's like, yeah. February it's... to like April mm -hmm. was rough. Rough. March is when like everybody was figuring out what the fuck they were doing. <laughs> now May's here, bro. That's crazy. That's crazy. How about that The weather? amount of people that talk about like last year. <laughs> yeah, right. That talk about last year and they're like, oh yeah, I remember when this started last year. And it's like, bro, that was two years yeah, ago. Yeah, it's been man. two years of this, homie. Fucking crazy. So it was the slowest time ever now. But now looking back, it's like, wait, wait. Two year? What? Mm -hmm. Makes no sense. Insanity. Absolute insanity. There's a lot of insanity in this world, buddy. Yeah. I think we're gonna touch on it quite a lot in this episode. <laughs> Probably. Also, did you realize like how did you plan on this with how topical it actually uh, absolutely <laughs> like is? <laughs> I, I told you I've been wanting to do this since like shit popped off a month ago. We just we get into other things a lot of times. And also, you know, preemptive apology if I sound a little weird. I do have a, uh, it is not COVID, I can say. I've tested myself and I'm good. Uh, but I do have uh, allergies have finally hit me too after two years of living in a new area. And man, they hit me hard. So uh, I've been, what? had a lot of the sore throat. So, you know, I've got, I've got what I call the sexy voice where I'm just in this natural low bass mm. tone. And uh, I might cough frequently. So again, preemptive pardons yeah yeah you sound like when i wake up like the first hour and a half of when i wake up and i'm like mad tired and i'm like this and i'm like i don't even know how to sound like a man to begin with but like i can't sound like me for like the first hour that i'm awake yeah i get into this uh this zone i just call it the sexy voice and it just look it just that timbre comes in and it's smooth sailing like, right now is the time for you to actually start reading that the book. Narrating. Although, like, <laughs> you say that, but it's told through the perspective of Jill. So the entire book is like, I need to be in a higher pitch because it's a woman. Ha, woman. Gender swap it. I could. They do it in theater all the time. Jim Valentine. <laughs> I like it. I like and it. And Christine you could Redfield. Redfield? Yeah. Oh man, you could still wear a beret. Mm -hmm. That's pretty unisex. I think I could pull. You should off get a beret. one of the Kanga ones. Oh yeah, I could. Oh, the Kangools. I thought you said Django for some reason, and I was like, Django didn't wear a. Is it Kangool? Yeah. Yeah, I. It was. I thought it was Kanga. No, it's Kangool, I believe. K A N G O L. Oh. Uh, Samuel L. Oh, Jackson okay. is quite the fan of them. Yes. Or we got the little yes. kangaroo logo. Yeah. 
Yep. That's it, I man. know what you're talking about. I could of run. course I do. I'm the one that brought it yeah, up. Yeah, right. <laughs> this right. is your thing, bro. <laughs> no, uh, I absolutely knew how topical my it thing. was. Uh, so I take it uh, first up off the bat, you've never seen this movie before, buddy. No. No. I don't think this is your first exposure to Kubrick, though, right? You've seen Clockwork Orange? That movie's awful. You don't like yeah. Clockwork Orange. Have you seen The Shining? No. That's the most famous one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like The Shining. Yeah. Everybody likes The Shining. Shining's pretty fucking yeah. nuts. Um, I think it'd be pretty, like, <clears throat> it, it'd be pretty unconventional for somebody to not like The Shining, right? That's pretty well-loved, well, I would imagine. Stephen King right? hates it. Except for Stephen King. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He does not like it at all. <laughs> um, I like The Shining all right. I'm not as big a fan of it as most people are. I think, I don't know. I should ask more people their favorite Kubricks. Um, I don't know if any... I'm sure that is somebody... Most people's favorite. It's the most popular one, I think. Yeah. It's that in Clockwork, Clockwork Orange that you hear all about. And what is it? 2001? 2001 Space, Space Odyssey. Odyssey. I've, I love that movie, and I love that book. I read the book. with a Fun fact about that, they were written at the same time. Like, we could... Really? Yeah. Oh, I could talk That's about it. That's pretty cool. So, uh, because Kubrick and Arthur C. Clarke were like, uh, they wanted to collaborate on something. So, they're like, well, hey, let's do this thing and we'll do it together. So, there's a lot of like, it's a very similar book to read. It's very good. It flows. That's pretty dope. Very similar to it. It's like the later seasons of Game of Thrones. <laughs> no. I, I was oh. going to say, but better, but I don't like it. <laughs> well, we don't know yet because George has never finished those. Yeah, but at one point, the the season, like the season of the series caught up with what he was yeah. writing. And then it got worse. It, yeah, sure. <laughs> you think it got better? <laughs> I don't know. I've only read the first book. Oh. So, like, I did see. I tell you this? That I read the first book and I didn't read more that more than that because the first season was pretty one-to-one -one with the book. So I'm like, why am I reading the book? Mm -hmm. If I've already seen the first three seasons, like why am I going to read two and three if they're pretty one-to-one? -one? But I found out later that they kind of verged or veered off the path. Yeah. But I don't care enough to read them. I don't. Here's the thing. Like, I like to read a lot. I just Game of Thrones was all, it's a little too dense for me. Sure. No, dude, I love that we're even talking about this. I love to read, and I might catch some flack for this, but man, give me a nice, fun, easy read to, book to read. I'm not talking like eight-year-old, ten-year-old book, but give me something fun that doesn't take itself too seriously. That's my jam. Sure. I want to have perfect... fun while consuming something. I need to send you a book. You just described a perfect okay. book for you. Uh, it's called Time Machines Repaired While You Wait. That sounds incredible. And it's a, it's about a noir detective in the future, and his part, circling back, his partner is an anthropomorphic kangaroo. What, dude? I want to read that so bad. I'm send it to That's you. A, dude. That sounds right up my alley. Mm -hmm. I'm currently working on another book in uh, the stuff Stephanie Plum series. It's by Janet Ivanovich, and it's like take the most stereotypical what you imagine the worst parts of Jersey, right? Just the most stereotypical Jersey. Is that the part that and Dave is from? I don't know. No, no. Not, maybe. I'm just saying because the any, way he sounds anywhere that Dave comes from <laughs> is terrible. Actually, you know what? Like thinking of Dave's voice in my head from the K podcasters, obviously. Uh, thinking of his voice in my head. 
he does sound like how I picture these characters talking. Like, there's this whole family of Bonds people, and like Stephanie Plum's a Bonds or a bounty hunter. It's it's outrageous. It is so good. If you guys like the kinds of books that I was just describing, pick these up. So you like, like? Are you into like detective them. novels and such? Yeah, that's that's like a detective kind of um, dude. I got like a mystery that plays out through the book. Yeah, uh, I want to give you a serious yeah. recommendation that I do think you would love. Uh, I have all of his books. They're all like about this detective. Dennis Lee Hame? Huh? Is it Dennis Lee Hame? No. The... Uh, I can't think of the guy's name at the set. I know the detective is Harry Bosch because he's named after this okay. dude that does crazy weird paintings named Hieronymus Bosch. Okay. Um, fuck. I got him. I'll send him to you. It's not interesting to yeah, talk about on the podcast. But... I love yeah. books like that, especially when it's like there's a series of them. Exactly. And it. I can follow yep. the yep. same characters, mm-hmm. man. I am for that. And like the Alex Cross series from James Patterson was dope. Uh, you would like these Patrick a lot, man. Kenzie, because I like was the Dennis Lee Hain. I mean, I like a lot of that. that gone baby gone. That style stuff too, like the detective stuff. And in my opinion, yeah, this yeah. is like some of the best written stuff because the dude was also like for a long time he was a crime reporter in L.A. So like that's dope. He it's really good how he writes, man. I think you would really dig it. Fuck yeah. Dude, I had no idea we were going to get onto books, but I hope everybody listening could hear how excited I got when you brought up a book. I'm like, let's talk <laughs> books. Hell yeah. Well, unfortunately, it sucks. Um, this one, I don't I don't think this has it. No, this does have a book. We could have reviewed the book, too. This is based off a book, this I would, movie. I would read this book. If it was like, in my head, I imagine this is like a short story. Um, this would have to be a short story, right? I don't think it's based... It's not a novel. It's based on Red Alert. No, it is a novel. It's a book called Red Alert from 1964. Wow. This movie came out, like, what? Three years after the book? Yeah, three years not after long after, yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's nuts, right? I would read that. I just don't know how much you could stretch out a book... Of like this movie. Well, I like, mean, it looks like a short novel, even still. I'm I'm imagining it's not fucking Dreamcatcher length or the stand. I'm trying mm-hmm. to see how many pages it is, but it doesn't tell me. Well, I'm on Wikipedia too if I was on like an actual <laughs> Goodreads. Is it Goodreads? <laughs> That's the one I use. Does it tell you pages? I see people share their Goodreads stuff all the time, but yeah, mine uh mine get shared like when I finish books and oh. I don't even remember signing up for that. Really? But it's like no, we're doing yeah. it for you. Damn, it doesn't say how many pages, I guess. Hmm. What's the book called? Red Alert by Peter George or Peter Bryant? Why are there two different names? Did he have a pen name, I guess? Peter George. This is really... This is is great podcasting. Yeah, I know. This is fantastic podcasting. So anyways, uh, (laughs) Dave Michaels is from New Jersey, and wherever he's from is the (laughs) terriblest place. That's the original point. 196 pages, and it came out in 1950. Yeah, 196 pages? That ain't nothing, dude. Yeah, that's nothing, man. I might knock this out. Unless it's like one of them old school books where it's like 150 or 198 pages, but it's like a size (laughs) six font. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I know those too. Those, those are those little dime store pulp novels. I got a couple of those. Man, as well. the only thing, the only thing worse than this podcasting is when books do that. Yeah, right. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Fully agree, bro. <laughs> um, but no. So this this is wild. This was your first time seeing Doctor Strange Love, or yeah, how I learned to stop worrying and love the bomb. That's a crazy title. It's the longest title to ever be nominated for uh, Academy Awards. So, fun fact there Wild. for you. Okay. So, that also tells you that Don't Be a Menace to South Central or Drinking Your Gin and Juice in the Hood was not nominated for any Academy Awards, which is a travesty. Was Borat not nominated? That's a joke. Why would that be nominated? It might have been, actually. <laughs> Was it? Would it have, what, what would it have been nominated for? I mean, Borat? best comedy performance, maybe? <laughs> no, I don't know. What is this, MTV? <laughs> the MTV Movie Awards? I think he did win that. Yeah, that's not the Academy Awards. <laughs> it's my Academy. It's the only Academy I recognize. <laughs> man, you're putting that up on a pedestal. <laughs> the MTV Jeez. Movie Awards, man. I remember actually watching those as a kid. Did you? Didn't those get like wilder and wider every year? They got stupider, yeah. I like those, and I used to like the uh, the VMAs, man. Video Music Awards. Yes. I never, I never got into any award show like at all. I liked it at the time. And yeah. I, man, I know so many people that still watch like the Grammys, the Oscars, right. the Academy Awards, the Tonys. Right, there's just like I would much, dude. I will read about it the next fucking day. I don't care yeah, that much. In two seconds, yeah. Boom. Oh, I would know who won Best Picture. Great. Ta-da. It's like you just spent six hours. What I could read in a in a second. Mm-hmm. You know what else I could do on a Sunday a night? A fucking second. What? I could cook brownies. Mm-hmm. I could start a marinade for jerky. I could get some jerkying in. I could take a shower. You could... I'm not going to keep going. Oh, I was going to say you could go rogue at your military base and start a global thermonuclear war. <laughs> Dude, this movie is wild. It's wild <laughs> as fuck, right? Holy shit, it's wild. And, and you... Man, this had a solid cast, too. Dude, fucking Darth Vader's in this bitch. D- James Earl Jones. I think this was his premiere. This was his first movie. That would That would seem to check out. Dude, uh, let me go back to what I've got pulled up sure. here. But yeah, and no, keep talking. I I was talking out loud. Well, but 1964, yeah. like that's a long ass time ago. And dude, like, and it wasn't until just go ahead, go on. I was gonna say like it wasn't until right before here when I just hopped on the IMDb real quick and I was just scrolling through. I was like, oh shit, I did see his name in the opening credits because I was trying to pay attention. I'm like, oh shit, James Earl Jones. And then I was thinking about it. I'm like, who the fuck was? Oh, my God. He was one of the guys on the plane. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah. So crazy, dude. He looks so young. Yeah. I think he was like 17, 18, maybe. He was. Tops. It's uh, it's wild. Crazy. But yeah, like 1964, man. And how hard did this movie still slap in current day? I could not believe it. I did not think it was going to hold up as well as it did. Mm-hmm. And what's whatever's going on in the world aside, there wasn't much in this movie that was like, oh, that doesn't really hold up. Maybe the payphone at the end and talking to the operator, but that's gonna that's gonna happen. 
this was awesome to watch today. It's crazy, right? It's such a good, weird-ass movie. Also, the only comedy movie Stanley Kubrick ever did. Yeah. Dark as fucking and hell. It's dark as hell. It, definitely dark comedy because it's it's not a comedy comedy. Like, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen it, it's not comedy comedy, but there are, par- there are parts at, in it that jump out and you're like, that did need a little bit of relief because this was getting a little too dark. Dude, it's crazy. And oh, there's the relief. The fucking Jack D. Ripper, the goddamn general, commits suicide, <laughs> and then they can still make a joke out of it. Thank you. Because he killed himself shaving? Yeah. Thank you <laughs> to Peter fucking Sellers to steal a uh, a phrase from our good buddies oh, at the Cape Podcasters. Uh, you got to give it to That was not him. New Jersey enough. What's that? At all. Not Jersey enough at all. Peter Fucking sellers. <laughs> Is that more Dave? I can't tell. No. It was awful. Ah. That was more game show. <laughs> was it? Come on down. Come on down. <laughs> I can only do Joyzy oh, like I but Dave doesn't go hard, Joyzy. He's not he's not Guido Jersey. He's just Yeah, he's got like that twang, you know? Just a little bit of a twang. Yeah. He tar- he talks like a normie, but like I've listened to the dude the talk for years, and I love accents. You, I, I can't do a Dave though. That's weird. I need to listen to more. I yeah. do pretty yeah. good, Brian. Always, everybody's got to listen more to him. Hey, boys. <laughs> What's up, boys? What's up, boys? That's my Brian. Is it? It's pretty decent. It's like for somebody who's got such a, a deep vo- voice, he's got a very squeaky. Uh, hey, boys. He gets up there in that. Yeah, and he gets I excited, and I like it. It makes me get excited. Yeah. Yeah, it gets more bubbly. Also, but <laughs> I just so <laughs> completely irrelevant. But we we talked to Brian, and it just triggered in my head again that like, for I went to go take down the Etsy store earlier today because I was like, man, I keep paying to like put this thing up, and this thing doesn't do anything. So I was just gonna shut it down for a while because we sell through Amazon now. And I went in, and like I had a notification. And it told me that fucking Brian Betts had bought a shirt back from 2020, and it never told me that he had <laughs> placed an order. And I was like, what the hell? So I wrote no, no. I wrote him. I was like, dude, did you buy a shirt in 2020? He's like, oh, yeah, I totally forgot about that. Was... <laughs> what a shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I got a. I wasn't even on this show yet, so I got I got no dirty hands. <laughs> <laughs> I got to make it up to him, but yeah. Uh, damn, it's all over the place. That's that's fucking hilarious. Peter but fucking yeah, Sellers. Dude, you're bro. talking about Peter fucking Spellers. I don't know what that what name I just said, but it wasn't Peter Sellers. Three different roles in this movie. Absolutely outrageous, and I will say I didn't know going into it, and each time it would cut to a different person, I'm like, isn't that the same guy? <laughs> And it kept bother- bothering me all the way to Doctor Strange Love. At the end of the movie, I'm just like, that's that's the president, isn't it? And then it would show the president, and I'm just like, and I'm watching for the cuts between it. And I'm like, man, that's really good acting, like opposite himself. It's so good. He's so great. He plays President Merkin Muffley, which is a great thing of itself. Cause are you? Yeah. Do you? The, you're the, a theater guy. You know what a merkin is, right? I know. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. It goes on your Just, muff. It's such <laughs> like back in 1964. 
I'm sure that like that wasn't people didn't know what that. Oh, I mean, obviously that's not common knowledge. Yeah, that that uh, that seems like it would be like a Mel Brooks kind of thing, right? To name your character like Merkin Muffs or whatever. <laughs> that's such a Mel Brooks thing. Oh man, this fucking movie, dude. You got. Let's just run through this cast, man, because let's talk about how fucking yeah. awesome they all are. Because I don't know where else what to do with it. Like, all right, so we got Peter Sellers, yeah. right? He's the president yep. who is hilarious. I love his interactions when he's calling uh, the president of Russia <laughs> and they have like this friendly sort of banter as like world leaders and they're all. <laughs> Dude, he, his character uh, listen to dimitri dimitri the, the planes are coming to you how hard is it you for you to find one plane dimitri dimitri we wouldn't i'm telling you for real oh it was like two oh i don't know it, it was like two old friends that don't talk quite as much anymore like trying to get along and solve something it, it was like the coolest, but even that isn't quite exactly what, what right because you've also got to think like explain. the Russian president is he thinking this is a trick? Uh, like what what is really happening here? And I think when he, he's also, I'm sure, confused at first because like when the president calls, he's obviously like a at like some sort of party with a bunch of girls and and it's said that he's drunk. Yes. He's like, he's drunk. He's been drinking. And so the president's just talking to him like he's a child, but he never gives up that the entire time that they talk through. Like, I don't know how long is the time frame in this movie supposed to be two hours. I guess so. Like, no, cause it has oh, shit. I don't know. How long does a plane fly? And I would assume between like two and eight hours, like, because it was saying they were, what, like 25 minutes away from radar detection, and then they're about two hours from their destination. So it's like it's like a two-and-a-half-hour window that this whole movie takes place. Sure, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so so I guess the president's just hammered the whole— or the, <laughs> the president of Russia's just fucking hammered. Yeah. <laughs> Although, you, oh, so I would good. think global nuclear war would sober somebody up. Maybe kind of quick. You would think. You would hope. You would think. But, uh, yeah. you know. Hey, doomsday device. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Oh. So he plays the American president. Yep. He plays a German Nazi scientist. Yes. The the eponymous Dr. Strangelove. <laughs> yes. And he plays an English lieutenant. Mm -hmm. like, Captain Lionel Mendrick. Captain. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, like, the three roles he has are so outrageously different. Yes. Like, because the 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 doctor's like schizophrenic or something. His, He's got like a hand that controls itself. Mm -hmm. You've got the English dude who's actually quite brilliant and a really good soldier, and then the 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 president that's just like this scared little politician that's just like fuck. The world's about to end. We gotta uh, we gotta abort. It's, we have to abort. It's crazy. Like so when he's, he's so good. when he's the president, you know, it's it's a little more. It's a little more relaxed. When he's strange love, it's just all out everything. And when he's uh the the British soldier, that's like the most reserved and most realistic acting, because those are played completely straight the whole time. And it's it's weird, man, like how uncomfortable this movie can make you get. Like when uh 
when General yeah. Ripper is like telling him what he's done, and he's like, dude, he's just desperately trying to get these fucking codes. And like, yeah. Oh my God, dude. Like, it's so just, again, the brilliance of both Peter Sellers and Kubrick. Like, it just puts you immediately in those shoes. Like, holy fuck, what would I do in that situation? Like, yeah. And to what we were talking about earlier, this is like a super dark scene where this is happening. Like, j- contextually super dark. Like, they're about to surrender. They're about to be ta- overtaken by their own government's forces because, like, there's so much going on here. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to get this more sh- mission to abort. And he's like, we're about to be captured. Just tell me so you don't have to give up the info. Yeah. And so that's super dark. And it leads to, like... This funny visual of him wrapping a towel around his neck, grabbing a gun, going into battle, like that whole, and that in itself is also super dark, but in such a way that it's like very subtly kind of amusing Mm -hmm. to just break that tension a little bit. But there's so much about this movie that's just so uncomfortable. Well, and you know, also, (laughs) especially with the world we're in. Yeah. Well, and you know, as soon as he kills himself in the bathroom, that's. It's it. He doesn't have the codes. The codes are fucking gone. Like, and that yeah. act of desperation, it's it's a little slapsticky, but also super depressing when he's like desperately trying to open the door and the general's body slumped against it, so he can't. It's dude, the the levels this movie plays on are and it yeah. it really embraces uh the old the old nihilism at heart. <laughs> like it gets yeah, right to because it. even then. Because even then, so his character, uh, Mandrake, is he's trying so desperately to get those codes to to abort something that he already knows to be bad, mm-hmm. but he doesn't know <laughs> exactly how bad, how bad yeah. this is. This is like he already thinks it's bad. And the fact that we know as viewers watching him that there's so much more at stake than even he knows. Mm-hmm. So, like, that was just another layer on top of that. So good. And the way that he, like, he keeps trying to relate to the general, like, when he's, the general's having his second thoughts and breakdowns, and he keeps referencing, he's like, no, chap, we were, we were giving him the old go. Remember I was feeding you the bullets, right? We're, we're together. We're good. You should give me the codes. And it's like. Just, yes, he's desperately trying, and you just know it's so fucking futile, but you want it to work. In in the fact, so that's just another beautiful thing about that character, too, is that, oh, gosh, all of the characters he plays are so complex. But that in that character, he's playing him because he realizes something is wrong. Uh-huh with him and he knows something's loose and so he's doing everything in his power to be the friend and so he's playing him this whole time no just going along going along i'm trustworthy look i'm trustworthy Mm -hmm. and like it gets to a part where he's like have you ever been a prisoner of war well yeah first of all he's a prisoner of war right now and what's going on Mm -hmm. you you just don't realize that but also, he's like, yeah, I have. And he's like, did you ever talk? And he's like, nope. I did not. Nope. I don't think they wanted me to. Yeah. And it's like, it's not doing what they want you to do. It's going along with it. <laughs> it oh, dude. So good. Uh, um, And then it's all, and like I said, when he fucking pulls the machine gun out of the golf bag, it's just, <laughs> it's this crazy intense scene where like, dude, he's going to fire on American soldiers. 
coming to stop yeah. him from doing this. And like, but you're laughing because he's struggling to get a machine gun out of a fucking golf bag. Out of a golf bag and then holds it like this. He's holding the the where the bullets come out and there's holes all over it where like all of the fire comes out. And he's just holding it in his hands, which is the like I was looking at that like this is the stupidest scene I've ever seen in my life. I'm like, did they think about this? And then I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, of course, why they're shooting it like mm-hmm. this, because this is ridiculous. Well, and like, yeah, the general is snapped at that point. It's yeah. it's brilliant, man. It's the fluoride, man. And so how fucking insane is that, Sean, that in 1964, they were making fun of these fluoride idiots and we still deal with them now. There's still people that think the fucking government is poisoning you with fluoride. Yeah. (laughs) And there's more of them. Yeah. They keep fucking reproducing. There's more now than there were that they were making fun of in 1964. And now we got flat earth idiots too. It's so fucking ignorant, man. We are fucked. This movie. People claim idiocracy is where we're headed. Fuck no, man. It's this shit. Dude, okay, this is, 1000%, this isn't political, I just thought this was hilarious, but I saw, I've got to share this with you, I saw a video yesterday, right, mm-hmm. uh, it, it was on Twitter, which Twitter's become like my new favorite thing, and uh, follow me, Sean Unty, um, yeah, get it, an experience grant, but it was this dude interviewing this, you know, this lady at a Trump rally, right? Oh, and I know what you're talking she, about. It, Dude, the one where there's like six people uh, playing Biden. Mm-hmm. And Jim Carrey's the one that fell up the stairs. Jim Carrey? <laughs> I saw Jim Carrey share the video today and just put like a little smiley face. Like That's the, that's the one that I yeah. saw. That's why I saw it. I think I saw it today. Uh. And uh, <laughs> dude, I'm watching it and the interviewer is just like, wait, and you believe this? She's like, yes, it's very clearly not him. That's so stupid, I'm dude. just sitting there. I'm like, there are people that believe the dumbest shit mm-hmm. like i don't care who you voted for that's just dumb as fuck i do care who you <laughs> voted for and you are dumb as fuck that's true I, was... <laughs> I will fucking tell you to your face come at me i don't care at experience yeah let's exp let's get in twitter fights because elon owns it and now you have your online free speech god damn it dude we got yeah. all right moving on like johnny torch said flamer yeah Fuck you. <laughs> How about the is fact that his name? Dr. Strangelove. Is, is that the Fantastic Four? Is, yeah, Johnny Flame is. Is it Johnny yeah. Torch? Johnny Flame. Is it Johnny Flame? Johnny, it's Johnny Flame? I believe so. Johnny Torch? He's the human torch. Wait, what are they, his Johnny name Storm? is Johnny Flame. Johnny Storm? Wait. I thought he was St- part of that, that whole family. What's their last name? Well, they're names? not really a family. So it's Sue it's Storm. Flame. It's Ben... Why are you asking me the not comic by it's it's Ben who the fuck what's the thing's name Ben Grimes yes Grimms yes we'll say that because I know like four people in the audience are screaming like it's Ben (laughs) (laughs) it's Ben Savage you stupid fucks it was Ben Savage (laughs) Ben Savage should play the thing that's what I want as my future fantastic (laughs) forecasting that would be awesome. Yo, in today's screening of the thi- of Fantastic Four, the thing is a bitch. <laughs> oh, yeah, because it is a bit. Let's have Fred Savage direct it, though. That would be actually pretty awesome because he directs some really good stuff. 
Oh my god. He's a big dude. So you started to say oh, yeah. so Doctor Strange Love, sorry. Well, like so Doctor Strange Love, that's the name of the movie, right? But that's the character yeah. he actually has the least amount of screen time out of all of them. But I guess, you know, mm-hmm. he does make the most impact cuz holy fuck, when Doctor Strange Love is on, that's just you're just watching Peter Sellers go nuts and have fun. It was about at this point when I think his second time on screen that I'm like why didn't I just buy this instead of that's exactly dude? That's what I was trying to tell you. I bought it. I was like, dude, if you want my login, you can have it. The but I think it was only two more dollars to buy it, and I was like, fuck yeah, I'll buy this digitally. Really, yeah. man? Because I got it on Google Play Movies, uh, and it was like th- it was like three bucks to mm-hmm. rent in 4K. So I'm like, yeah, I'll get it 4K. I got it on Amazon. Sure. I think it was 3.99 to rent it, or it was 5.99 to own it, and I was like, well, fuck yeah, what? yeah. Dude, I might just buy yeah. that just to like always have my own copy. Yeah, which I did not anticipate for a 1964 honestly, movie and this being me. And and you were already complaining about it being black and white. When you made that joke, had you seen it yet or did you watch it today? Oh, dude, it, that was 1000% a joke. I know it was. I know I was, it was a joke. Dude, was I was doing like a horror horror exactly. like stupid question. But I didn't know like had you actually uh, watched it yet? I knew it was black and white. I knew it was black and okay. white just because of everybody's seen that one clip. Well, sure. From the movie. This. At the end. Everybody. Like, if you know nothing about this movie, if I showed you that one clip of him riding the nuke out of the plane, you'd be like, I've pickings, seen that buddy. before. Slim pickings, dude. Fucking goddamn. Ah, so iconic. That D- scene especially. D- dude. That's one of the most, I think, that's got to be. In terms of something that I see, I just watched at 34 or 35 for the first time in my life, I've been seeing that scene my entire mm-hmm. life. I have seen that scene so many fucking times. Dude. Just the clip of him going, riding the fucking thing down. And that's been like recreated in video games. Video games. Dude, like, I, saw, I remember seeing the Looney Tunes do that shit. Yeah, dude. That's like that's got to be one of the most influential scenes in movie mm-hmm. history. It's got to for be. sure, man. Just definitely, just due to that, for sure, iconic. Like, and it, it's also Slim Pickens, man. That dude makes it. That dude is a real cowboy. Fuck yeah, dude! The fact that was his hat inside that safe—that was a tribute to somebody. But yes, the the hat was in the safe. When he opens the safe, he pulls the hat out too that, and puts the hat on. The, the hat was in there with the top secret mm-hmm. confidential files. Like when shit's going down, you get your hat because he knows that. Like, <laughs> dude, if he's pulling this one out, like there ain't no coming back. Yeah, it's the last mm-hmm. ride. Yeah, man. Shit. What's also crazy. Man, Slim Pickens was awesome. Yeah, and so, like, he played this whole thing straight, too. He had no idea this was a comedy. So, like, he showed up, and he was playing it 100%. Makes it. And just. Makes it so much Crushes better. it. And on the opposite end, it's hilarious. It's wild how these things play out. Because, you know, I don't know how much you know about Kubrick as a director, but I he's very awful to work with, I guess. Like, he can be very difficult. That's what I heard. So. And What's that chick from uh, the Shelley Shining? Duvall? Like, her hair was falling yeah, out. Yeah, Shelley Duvall. He was like awful, awful yeah. to Shelley Duvall. Literally tortured her. So, um, but <laughs> on a lighter note, skipping across human tragedy, uh, George C. Scott, who was uh, pretty much our main character, General Buck Turgenson, is uh, yo, he was so dude, good. He fucking <laughs> he was so. He good. hated this role, and he hated Stanley Kubrick. 
the entire time. But it's one of those things that, like, as he got older, this became his favorite performance of his. And he he I, hated it because he's a serious actor. And Kubrick kept making him go yeah. over-the-top elaborate. Okay, so... I feel like we're going to talk a little bit about George Scott and not a lot about Sterling Hayden. I, oh, I just we want to will, say, yes. I, we, oh, we, well, will? we can come back okay. to him, but please say what you want to say about Sterling too. Cause I, uh, so I had read something earlier that I just wanted to point out because I feel like we're going to talk about George Scott a little, quite a bit, but like Sterling Hayden, um, somebody had wrote something being like Sterling Hayden's character is so incredible and he plays his role so mm-hmm. well. Unfortunately, he's just completely overshadowed. Yeah, by Peter Sellers and George. Scott it's crazy in this movie. So it's like Sterling Hayden does such an incredible job of that that general that's just fucking lost mm-hmm. it and is launching nukes at another country and locking everybody, literally ending the world just because he lost it. Because, like, yeah, which is one of my biggest like Putin fears in, in like the this world yeah. is. It scares the shit out of me, right? And so that right there is absolutely terrifying. And he plays that character so well in the little unhinged scenes that he has with Mandrake and like, oh, it's so good. But unfortunately, he has to also be in a movie with these two other Dude, guys. <laughs> I do want to say, like, I love Sterling. So I just wanted to I love say Sterling that. Hayden because the entire time he's on screen and he's delivering these lines in this gruff, just can't take it anymore style the entire time he's saying chomping on, on he's cigars. chomping on a giant fucking cigar too. and it just is again iconic is the yeah. absolute main way i describe this movie iconic there's so much in it like yeah. like just has wedged its way into our cultural zeitgeist even still today like you said you've grown up with seeing all this stuff the the act of slim pickens riding the nuclear bomb down you it's everywhere still. You show that to people, this they is, know it. This is what today was one of those times where I was watching this movie and I'm like, that's why somebody chomps down on a cigar. Like, up until this point today, I've never thought much about it. I always just thought it was like, oh, why is somebody chomping on a cigar? Oh, because he's holding it there and just talking. Jackie like, Ripper. Just. Oh, man. And it was the first time that I just consciously it dawned on me. And I don't know if it goes back to this or cartoons prior or wherever it comes from. But like in terms of iconology. So I love that even his IMDb picture here is him holding the cigar. In his mouth. That's that's what made, uh, made me think of it. I'm shit. staring right at him. But fuck, all right. But let's get on to George C. Scott, because, yeah, he, yes. he did not like this role when he was shooting it because he was he's a serious actor like and the things that kubrick wanted him to do kubrick kept he wanted him to be bigger he, he's like go over the top you have to go crazy with it because you're also an unhinged guy that's in and he didn't want to do it so what kubrick would do is that he'd say all right well let's do some bigger ones as a warm-up let's get him out of your system let's go and then we can play it more subdued and Kubrick would just film his warm-ups. He just kept those. And he'd tell everybody else, like, just go <laughs> go on with it. We're going to shoot the scene. Just He's going to think it's a warm-up, but just go with it. And that's what they did. And so that's another reason that, like, as he went back, he really liked the performance. Because, again, Kubrick got it out of him one way or another. He got what he yeah. wanted. And, ah, another just little touch. In the go way, ahead. 
Sorry. And the way that he would play those over-the-top roles, it was so exasperated. Yeah. You know, like all of those things, like he is truly trying to get it out of his system, and that just makes his character come across as so much more manic, manic, manic every time you see him to the point where, like, the Russian ambassador, and, like, they're fucking fighting in the war Gentlemen. room in one of the funniest fucking scenes of the movie and plants a camera on the dude. <laughs> like, he's been carrying this around this whole time. Mm-hmm. And then you feel bad. You're like, oh, my God, you know, what a dick. He's planting a camera. Turns out at the end of the movie, the Russian dude's just taking pictures of shit the whole time. It's like, <laughs> But that's getting away from the point. But his over-the-topness so just makes the character from, like, if he, even if he's not over the top, he's having that very serious dialogue with the president, and he's being a little too it's serious. It's great, man. And so his, so his secretary calls him, his little lover there calls him, he's like, He's like, you can't call me here. You know where I am. I'm in the war room. Uh, all right. <laughs> Just go to bed. Just I go love to you bed. too, oh. Stuckums. <laughs> I love he's chomping on that fucking guy. Um, Mr. There's President. There's a spearmint Wrigley's gum the whole oh, fucking time. The spearmint. Dude, oh. I love so fucking much about this movie. It's so perfectly crafted and made. God damn it. Yeah. It's it's so enjoyable, man. Ah. The fact that I remember all of these small little details is just such a testament. And you've only watched it once. like, only watched it once. It's a fast, fast, like, hour and 40 minutes. Mm -hmm. It it clips right along, dude, for sure. I had to pause it for a hot second to go into another room earlier. And I'm like, oh, wow, there's only 58 minutes left. And then I had to pause it for one other thing. Like, I get a phone call. And so I pause it. And I'm sure this is dra- driving Dave Michaels mad, too. Because he's like, can't, why can't you watch a movie like a normal person? New Jersey. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so I paused it. And I'm like, there's 18 minutes left? How are they going to resolve this movie in 18 minutes? Ooh. <laughs> right? Ooh. Well, <laughs> spoilers, they don't. Yeah, I mean, well, because <laughs> everything blows up. And all the all yeah. the men in the war room get a haram of 10 women. Well, uh, I, I, we should listen to Dr. Strangelove here. I mean, we're 10 women up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you're telling me that this whole monogamous thing can go out the window? Well, unfortunately. We, we will have to. to... <laughs> <laughs> I love how the president, Peter Sellers is president. He is so concerned about his image and how the public views him, even if like there's this war and nuclear war and shit like that going on. And by the end, when... So there's this scene where, uh, what's his name, Sterling Hayden is talking about how, you know what's going on right now? They're in a war room, and they're going to realize there's nothing they can do. That happens at the end of the movie when the president finally realizes that there's nothing they can do. And you just see the f- the switch flip, and he's like, well, like, I'm just projecting, but, well, there's not going to be any people to really be concerned about how I look. So uh, what's the plan? Mm-hmm. He's just—he's all on board. I mean, what are you, what are you going to do? What are you going right? to do? You're yeah. going to hang out with Dr. Strangelove and his weird Nazi arm. Yeah, what the fuck? It's man. so great. Oh, I can walk now. I can walk. <laughs> all of that. So also back to Peter fucking Sellers. Uh <laughs> Jesus. All, almost all of his Doctor Strangelove dialogue was completely improv And at one point, you can still see uh, in that last scene, uh, you can see the Russian ambassador guy break. He cracks up while he's <laughs> I love he, he's trying to stifle it like that. 
But you see him like he keeps smiling. I want to believe that like that was left in there on purpose. I mean, it, like it was seen and left there. It, it might know? have been uh, also like it was. It was also I'm sure like such a good performance from Peter Sellers. Like you have to have yeah. that one, dude. That was like that was the one. That's fair. Even if he does break a little bit, like come on, man. Peter was fucking. Peter fucking Sellers. He's so good. Dude, the whole like watching this, I if I don't watch like all of the Pink Panthers here in the next month, I don't even know. Right, what I'm doing. I want to watch them all now too, just because I was like, God damn, I really enjoyed Peter Sellers. I want yeah. more Peter Sellers. He's so good. Uh. Yeah, yeah. You just get like that little taste, and you're like, man, I just want to consume everything this guy does because it's so enjoyable. Yeah, that's like how I got with Taika Waititi. Mm-hmm. Like when I when I discovered Taika. In some something, it was probably one of the what we do in the shadows, either the show or the movie. And I watched that. I'm like, I have to watch everything, everything that he's ever done. And I think I have like one thing left. What do you have left? Is it the Wilder I people? I have Eagles versus no, I've Ooh, seen that. Shark uh, versus Eagle? Eagles versus Six. That's Shoot. a good yes, movie, dude. That one. Yeah, that's the last I like one that one a lot too. I also really like uh, Hunt of the Wilder people. That one's freaking Awesome. I love really that heartwarming, one. right? And Sam Neill. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Sam fucking so Neil. Who was the big actor in that that I was surprised? The Sam Neill. Right? Sam yeah. Neill, yes, yes. That From Jurassic Park. Yep. And Event Horizon. You ever seen Event Horizon? No. Ooh, I know my Halloween pick this year. I I want to watch that very badly. It's been I want I read a lot of like top ten mm-hmm. lists. And I always watch, I always read like the top 10 most fucked up movies or whatever, knowing that I'm not going to watch 90% (laughs) of them because I really don't want to watch those. But that one's on every Mm -hmm. list. And I've been hearing about that movie since 1996. Mm -hmm. I love that movie. Like since I was a kid and like my friends saw it and I never saw that movie and I want to watch it. That's what we're doing then, buddy. During Brooks-tober. That's what's Um, well, I know, I I know we got uh, we did a rarity here. We actually sent out some uh, a request for some questions based around the movie. Yeah, and we got some responses. It was a yeah. lot of feedback. Uh, Fuck yeah! So uh, <laughs> thank you to everybody who hit us up. First off, my buddy uh, JD Sta. Uh, that's sure. his his fake name. He's taking himself off the of social media, so I'll refer to him as that. But uh, this dude is one of the smartest sure. dudes I've ever known in my life, and. Uh, Okay. He did study nuclear deterrence, and uh, that's insane. He's uh he does bring up one person that I do want to uh, I wanted to mention who is a Russian guy by the name of Stanislav Petrov, who is a name that everybody should know because he's he's the guy that made Tetris. No, right? this guy is literally the guy that I'm stopped uh, thermonuclear war from happening, like. That's that's good. Shit he right was there. he was manning the computer that detected when the United States would launch a nuclear missile at Russia. And he was there and he got the fucking alert that they had launched an attack and he had minutes like you have to launch the counterattack or else that's the whole thing with mad or what they call mutually assured destruction. That's what keeps nuclear parties from using nuclear weapons is that well if you use yours we will use ours and it will just wipe everything off the planet it's mutually assured destruction so that's the only thing keeping 
everybody from killing each other with nukes is the fact that everyone will fucking die from nukes, similar to the ending of this movie with the the dead bomb or the uh, the uh, the deadman's key, whatever they call it. Where like no, what the fuck was that called? It was the doomsday. The doomsday, device. which is essentially like no matter what, we can't turn this off. If a nuclear bomb goes off, this sets off a nuclear bomb that will blanket the entire world, and we're all fucked. We can't deter it. Yeah. We can't turn it off. That's the whole point of it. So it's essentially that's again is mad. But Stanislav did not launch the counterattack, and he was right not to because it was a glitch in the system. And had he done that. None of us would be here today. So, everyone should know the name Stanislav Petrov. That's well, what he wanted to get out. So, with all that out, let's get to some questions from some listeners, buddy. Fuck, man. I am so excited to... Now that I'm thinking about it and you're talking more about this stuff, I cannot wait to move on to <laughs> more subjects. I am not going to sleep for a week. I will let you know. Well, that. I'm so sorry, buddy. <laughs> all I'm going to think about is... Dying horrifically in a nuclear attack. Yeah. This is great. I mean, depending on it, it'd go quick, buddy. <laughs> depending on your That your doesn't location. help anything, Oh, Kyle. I know. It's all terrible. But hey, buddy, it's... What's even crazier, dude, is that your fate is in the hands of people you will never meet, have never met, and, as we've seen recently, are most likely completely insane. So, yeah. Hooray! We're all just sitting here waiting. I love you, buddy. Congrats, everybody. We're just, our our (laughs) clock's just ticking ticking down to death. Yeah, you should check out the Doomsday Clock sometime. You ever? Tell people that you love them. Not that it matters. Yeah, I just told you I love you, buddy. Love you, too. I love you guys. I love you, listeners. Uh, Speaking of loving the listeners in this dark and dreary time, let's get to some questions. Uh, So Mike Lanham wants to know, buddy. What's your favorite movie with an obnoxiously long title? Because the name of this movie is actually Dr. Strangelove or How I Learned to Stop Caring and Love the Bomb. I looked up I looked up a list of long named mm-hmm. movies because I'm like, I'm not going to think of anything like that off the top of my head. But out of the list that I looked up, I will say that my favorite movie with a long name is Borat, Cultural Learnings of America for Make Benefit Glorious Nation of Kazakhstan, Uh, otherwise known as Mm -hmm. Borat. Just shortened to Borat. Uh, uh, A honorary mention, Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl. That is a lot of unnecessary words. Like That's just a long title with a long subtitle. So, I mean, it's not extremely long, but... That's why it couldn't make the top of the, the list. The Pirates of the Caribbean, The Curse of the Black Pearl. Holy shit, that is a long-ass title. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's like it's like two titles stapled together <laughs> to make one super title. It totally is. Uh. <laughs> it's like, ha- like having two first names. It's like, it's the equivalent of Ricky Bobby. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. doesn't have that sweet Danny finish. Danny Todd. Or it does. Sean Michaels. <laughs> Timothy Oliphant. <laughs> that is not a first name. <laughs> you don't know any dudes named Ollie? What do you think it's short for? <laughs> <laughs> it's not Oliver. <laughs> That's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> Holy oh, shit. Man. Yeah, I'm a genius. <laughs> 
No. Oh, Ollie, huh? What's that sore for? <laughs> Oliver, you fucking liar. Don't lie, Oliver, you dipshit. <laughs> Whose fucking name is Oliver? Yeah. Fuck you guys. Uh, what's your favorite long name movie? I movie? mean, there's this one, and the only other one I could think of, you know, you named Borat, which is good. We also briefly mentioned Don't Be a Menace to South Central while drinking your gin and juice in the hood. Uh, I can't think of many more with long names. What else you got on that list? Ugh, nothing that I've right? really heard of. Like Sweeney Todd, Demon of Barber Fleet Street. That's, uh, that's literally the worst movie um, I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, that's Interview with the Vampire, the Vampire Chronicles. Like these aren't even very long. There's one that's like, don't be ashamed about asking about sex and ask what you need to know. Or something like that. Like I remember hearing about that from the 90s, hmm. but... It, it I don't know. It wasn't a very good list, and it was a lot of movies I hadn't heard of. So We're going to stick with what I we've think dropped. Th- this would probably top my mm-hmm. list, though. Between this and Borat, I think I would... <laughs> know what's fucked up? This movie, 50, 60 years later, holds up better than mm-hmm. Borat does 12 Especially comedy-wise, which is hard as later. fuck to do, man. Comedy ages terribly. Yeah. This movie did not. Yeah. Dude, that scene at the end of the movie with Mandrake and the invading officer where he's being held at gunpoint, the whole exchange between the two of them is so fucking Mm -hmm. funny, but so on point the entire time. It's also like stressful, but funny. Gold. God damn, dude. Yeah. Absolutely. He's like, if you don't shoot, he's like, if you don't shoot that machine right now and get money and I don't talk to this, you're going to be a janitor. And he's like, well, if you don't get a hold of the president, you're going to be answering to Coca-Cola. And it's like, this is the dumbest shit I've ever seen. But also like, fuck, this makes so much sense. I'm loving it. And it, it just gets absurd and real and uh. We got a we got another question here, buddy, from our, our good friend Phil Hawkins, frequent guest of the show, our Jean Claude Van Damme expert, and uh, I believe we talked about having him back on soon for a June Claude Van Damme. Fuck yeah, so. man, dude! I love the fact that he we all kind of slide into this little group chat that we have that is that only gets any traction whenever somebody finds something related <laughs> to like kickboxing, yes. or just John Claude Van Damme in general. We're like, oh yeah, and, and it's like once a month somebody will just slide in with the most random JVD whatever his initials are. He'll, he'll just slide in with the weirdest stuff, and we just laugh and move on. That's great. Life. I love you, Phil, and uh. And then, no, let's get to some questions from our buddy Phil here. Uh, So his is... What do we got? What are your top five nuclear annihilation franchises? Movie, video game, book, whatever. Sure. It turns out I don't watch a lot of... I don't watch a lot of, play a lot of, or read a lot of anything that has to do with any sort of, like, nuclear annihilation or post-apocalyptic or... Anything like that? Did he specify? He does say top five nuclear annihilation franchise, which I would classify as different from a general apocalyptic. Because I, the stand is apocalyptic, but it doesn't go nuclear till the very end. Sure. Is how is uh, Mad Max? That's absolutely nuclear. That's the that's after nuclear wars for sure. So that's on Uh the list. The Terminator franchise. I'll go ahead and say that's also on my list, so that's... 
yeah, that's that's probably my number uh-huh. one. Um, those are pretty much the only things that I can even think of that I've seen for movies uh, that I've liked. Yeah, that and Mad Max. That's probably it. And in terms of video games, I don't like a lot of games like this. So looking at a quick list. Yeah, the only one that I was going to bring up was Telltale's The Walking Dead, but that wouldn't no. even count in the question so, that is being uh, asked. I, you're so, not a fan of the nothing. Fallout series at all? Wow, nope. okay. Hate those games. Good to know. It's just that open world. Sure, that is true. Like, you, you're I, I not a fan of open it. worlds, historically and famously. So. Yeah. I like the Fallout series. Elden Ring's great. Elden Ring is great. <laughs> We're going to talk about Elden Ring in like two weeks, I think, so. Yeah, fuck yeah. Um, yes. I've, I've only been talking I about know, it for right? a month, so. <laughs> Every show we do, I feel bad. That was only a joke. Um, but yeah, I was, so for sure, I like the Fallout series, so I will add that in. Um, I've liked all of them. Cool. Uh, I didn't play New Vegas, which people say is the best one, uh, just because That's what for I some heard. reason that one fucked with my equilibrium. Uh, three and four do not, so that's what I fucking play. Um Right on. Uh, right on. I, Everybody I hear from, it's either three or New Vegas yeah. it are like the benchmarks for them. Did you play the Last of Us games? Uh, oh, that's not nuclear either. It's not. Mind. That's also zombie. That's a virus. Um, yeah. What else is a nuclear? I know there are other ones. There's some that are like, uh, well, uh, Brian and I played a game a while ago called Enslaved Journey to the West. It's sort of like Odyssey. To yeah. The West. Yeah. I yeah. believe that's post nuclear apocalypse. And I, that I heard was a fucking. It great is a game. pretty good game. Um, I was actually really impressed with it. I always thought it looked like crap. Uh, Did you guys uh, talk about it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was an early, that's probably early episode. Um, what else? It's hard to think about. Oh, uh, there was a TV show I was a big fan of that starred Skeet Ulrich called Jericho. It was an ABC uh, drama series. It was about, I believe they were a town in Colorado that was surrounded by a mountain range. And when the nuclear sure. uh, war went off, like they were protected. So they were like one of the safe bastion cities. That was a pretty good show. I like that one a lot. I'm sure Micah knows about that show. Micah, drop, uh, drop some Jericho knowledge in the comments. We one thousand percent we know that. He's oh, I know he has. I think we've talked about Jericho for sure. <laughs> um, I've seen him bring it up before, <laughs> and I got confused because I was like, "We're not in the wrestling." <laughs> cha- oh, that's a TV show. Uh, uh, <laughs> I was like, probably halfway through, being like, "Wrong chat, bro." <laughs> definitely. Then I felt like definitely Mad Max as well for sure, because uh, Fury Road sure. is just one of the top movies ever. Um, incredible dude it cleaned up talking about the uh the oscars mm-hmm. earlier dude that cleaned up it did that very year. well uh speaking of another one that i think did pretty good uh the road although it, it's not technically a franchise it is a really good book by cormac mccarthy and it was uh, mm. a pretty awesome movie as well starring vigo and mortenston I'm I'm sorry, but now you just have me thinking about like seasoning for my kitchen. <laughs> Cormac McCarthy. I'm pretty sure that's two separate brands. Cormac McCarthy is two separate brands. <laughs> that's what... no Cormac McCormac oh, and yes. McCarthy. Isn't 
Isn't that well, two completely separate brands of McCormick seasoning? McCormick sure is. I don't know if I've ever heard of a branding called McCarthy on seasoning. Probably in England. Or it might just be, yeah, it might be a New England thing. You guys import that shit. Or in mm-hmm. my head. Most yeah, likely probably. in your head there, Mr. Yeah, probably in Mr. Jack D. Ripper. You're not going insane at all. Yeah. <laughs> I love two man. Oh, the way that like it's set up that they go radio silent, which you would expect them to do in that situation. And then like, yeah, they he gets the codes, but their code machine is damaged because they get attacked because they told him where they were going to be. And it's it's just an escalating worst case scenario. Uh, Murphy's Law type situation. Yeah. They did apparently also say that like due to this movie. A lot of changes were made to the nuclear program so that something like this really? could not happen. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Do you know if the uh, the disclaimer at the beginning of the movie was in the original release? They, or did they have to add that? It was always in there. They talk about it. I don't think it was in the original showings, but it was added later. I, I literally yeah, just like, read about I this. I was curious... I was curious if it was added after like a series of screenings and like people placing complaints or concerns or whatever, and they put it in, or it created like hysteria, and maybe they put it in there to make sure that people weren't gonna freak out watching the movie. Because I could see like I could see somebody freaking the fuck out over something like this. Right. I mean, I could too. <laughs> Especially in 1964, dude. I mean, it's I'm shit. A, a, at the time, it was full of, like, cutting-edge technology. Like, they had the fucking B-52 in there. Which also, that yeah. is also, like, a show of how dated it is. Because, do we have ICBMs now, intercontinental ballistic missiles that, like... Bro, that ain't a bomber yeah. flying that over. It'll launch from one country and reach the other within a couple of minutes. Don't like that Oh, man, at it all. gets worse. I can make it worse for Anyways, you. Anyways, <laughs> you guys want to... Nope. <laughs> I, what's crazy? I'm, talk about I'm fascinated with this shit. <laughs> Again, that's probably part of my nihilism, but <clears throat> man. It's, uh, it's, it's a wild world we live in, buddy. I will say that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, my, my number one goal in all of it is to keep on living, y'all. So, You know what, everybody? You know what you should do? Is you should just... We could die tomorrow. Just quit your job today. <laughs> just, just, <laughs> sure. just don't go in. If an, if enough of you do that, just tell everybody you know, plan not tomorrow, maybe the day after tomorrow. Create like a big thing across the country. And you know what? Worst case scenario, people get desperate. They pay you twice as much. There to come you back. go. You start making this more money. This is hell. Dude, mm-hmm. financial advice from the experience. And then grind after days. you quit your job, um, you still keep your your normal Patreon, but then when you get your job back yeah. at double pay, you, you kick that Patreon up a little bit because who told you that advice? These Think about guys, us, please. come on now. Uh, the Patreon where you can go <laughs> and you know you can get me reading one chapter uh, every six months. Who doesn't want that? Yeah, whenever his allergies yeah. come back. Oh man, it, allergies time sexy. is a good time to go for it. Um, also, exactly. we release Nerdy Thursdays. Hopefully every Thursday, but, you know, we do what we can. Um, yeah. I mean, it's at least – last episode was like half was an good. hour. Dude, last week's Nerdy Thursday was a half That's crazy. an hour. That's good stuff. That was insane, and I couldn't even believe it, especially when we ended. And I was like, dude, 
I didn't expect to be talking that long. I don't even remember what we talked about, but that's the beauty of it. Just two buddies chatting about whatever. Doing their own thing. And, uh, you know. Yeah. But that's at patreon.com. That's exactly where it is. That's where you can find that. Um, Yeah. Sean, I mean, Facebook's okay. No. We're still there. But really, where should people go to interact with us on the Twitter? Twitter. Uh, I don't know what one you use. Mine's Sean, N-T. S-H-A-U-N-N-T. Follow me there. Kyle. Uh, I am at EXP Grind Podcast. So the first three letters of experience. And then grind. XP grind. Yeah, tag us both in there. We love to talk. We love to chat. Micah. Micah, I know you have one. You better start a a chat about uh, Jericho. Yeah, here's the thing. Yeah, do that. Bring that out, Micah. Also, Micah has the most restrictive Twitter I've ever seen. What do like you mean? he's fucking, he's super private on it. He's got it all super locked down. Can he down not get tagged? All of what? his stuff's protected. That's crazy. He's very, very non Micah on it's Twitter. Like the yeah, one, right. It's the one social media where you want to be as open as possible. You can just be a weirdo, and you're not <laughs> even that weird. It's it's fine. Yeah. Ex- but it's exactly. funny. Exactly. All all he's doing over there is just raising shitloads of money for the next charity. He's series. crushing it too. Like dude. every day, I log in. Dude, last night I was playing Pokemon. Right, I was laying in bed and I got an alert on my phone, and it was that there's a new tweet from Mike, and I'm like, oh, let me see what he, you know, had to say. And it, it was nothing. It was an auto post being like, Mike, just raised fifteen dollars for extra life charity. I'm like, what the fuck, mm-hmm. dude. He's got me inspired, man. I mean, I maybe need to start mine up now too. But fuck you, Micah. <laughs> but it's April. Yeah. I gotta outperform you, but I don't want to try at all. And so when you do inevitably win, I will just belittle your accomplishment to make myself feel better. You're like, dude, I didn't even try. And I almost beat you. <laughs> you tried to raise money to help sick kids. What a dork. <laughs> yeah. Yo, great job. Working so hard to raise that money, man. <laughs> Way to save those kids. <laughs> no. oh, I love that's how so we're breaking good. his balls for doing charity. What good friends we are. <laughs> and we're just doing it publicly yeah. for no reason. If only all. he could Sorry, come on Micah. the show and defend himself. Next week, everybody, tune in when we have Micah on to talk about the PS5 game, Returnal. Or schedule permitting yeah. the week after. Uh, just whatever. But Micah should be the next Whenever this the next, comes uh, the next guest coming up. So uh, it'll be wild. You guys are going to break down Returnal for me because fuck that game. I'm not playing it fuck. anymore. Tell me what I want to know. I've avoided spoilers because... Dude, you didn't even try. I did try, man. I tried a lot. And here's the thing. <laughs> I, like I said... the Save it for the okay. show. <laughs> well, I mean, I will say, like, the big problem with that game is that if you do t- take a break, it's impossible to come back to, man. You lose so much of that gameplay, I feel. Oh, okay. I can see that. That's that's also why I haven't hopped back into any of the mm-hmm. DLC. There's DLC? But okay. I have a feeling you're... Um, well, free nice. DLC. Well, they keep expanding the wow. game and just adding more to it. Yeah, like there's a whole new expansion that just came out. Well, good for them. That's fucking cool. Endless mode and tower climbing and like, yeah, it's pretty fucking cool. Um, Actually, now is like a good time for you to actually play it because you can play two player now. What? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Just blow your mind. It's two player now. 
So, <laughs> well, man, I might, get, I might have. I'm glad I know this. I might. Number one, I might play it again before we do record. And number two, uh, I've, I yeah. got to give it some more positive points in general because they're still supporting it, and they made it two player. That's just cool AF, man. Yeah. Spoiler alerts. Like within like the last month, they added all okay. this stuff, and they've been adding stuff. Uh, but like also, courting with Mike is not the easiest thing. Yeah. So like. I didn't really want to like pick up a game, put down a game, pick up a game, put down a game. But if you were to give it a couple runs over a weekend, I'd definitely okay. pick it up. Um, let me. I'm gonna just For play sure. it. Let me see what I can get into. Fuck it. And yeah. then, uh, yeah, right I'm I'm looking forward. We haven't had Micah on for a long time, and I don't think yeah. we've ever had him on with Cognitive. you, have we? Nope. Not- we have not had it on yeah. with me, and I I will tell you right now, I 1,000% want to record a Patreon. Oh, for, for sure will. After that for episode. For sure will. That, like, I already have okay. ideas. Yeah, <laughs> I'm down for that. Uh, so look out for that coming up, folks. Uh, until then, uh, man, don't go nuke yourself. Yeah, watch this movie, and then just don't sleep also, for a week. Also, tell our world leaders to please, like, not nuke yourself yeah that's let's not do that like still quit your job but let's not Mm -hmm. do that wow this is so depressing this is the most depressing ending ever no i love you